Marcheseau slides it around the rim. He's got Eichel, top of the left circle, closing in. He shoots, he scores! Jack Eichel, power play goal! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Locke looks up, taps it back to Donov in the middle, he shoots, he scores! Jubilation! Vegas in overtime! Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two of the DGK Insider Show rolling right along here live from the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino in just about 20-ish minutes, 22, 25, somewhere in there. We will release the name of the winner of our end-of-season gold VGK jersey giveaway. Won't have to be here to win. We will pick a winner. I will actually have a winner sent to me so that everyone knows I'm not the one to blame if you didn't lose, if you didn't win. I didn't have anything to do with it outside of generating the interest in A, tickets, and then B, the end-of-season jersey giveaway as we've been all, all year, really, out here at the Oyo uh, Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. It's a phenomenal place. To hang out, number one. The music, as Chapman and I have talked about over the last couple of weeks, the music is great. It, it is always on. It never fails, even if it is eclectic, even if you're going from different genres. Everything seems to really kind of hit where it needs to. So if you are in the mood to hang out at a really cool spot, the Underground Lounge, that's the place to be. VGK drink specials, $3 Bacardi's, New Amsterdam's, Jim Beam's, Bud Bucket's, 5 for $10.00. It's the Strip's only 24-7, $1 blackjack, closest free parking to MGM Grand Garden and T-Mobile Arena. It's the perfect place to pregame. It's the perfect place to settle in and have yourself a fun night. And depending on when the season ends for the Golden Knights, whether that be in three games or whether it be in the next, I don't know, eight and a half weeks and a Stanley Cup victory, at some point over the summer, I'm going to take Mrs. Wallace here. We're going to have some fun. We're going to hang out at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. So you should do the same. You should always make this your spot when you are thinking about a fun strip adjacent place adjacent place to hang out. So Chris Chapman, uh, we had uh, Darren Millard on for the first hour. That was fun. It was nice to have Darren uh, join the program. Uh, nice to get the optimism from Darren Millard. Um, I don't know that hour number two is going to take like a, a crazy different slant from, from where things were with Darren. Um, the Golden Knights are in, in a top spot. Now, is it insurmountable? No. Have we seen this team pile on three games, pile, pile in three wins in a row? Yeah, we've seen it. It's happened. Like, it, it's incredibly possible for the Golden Knights to go out there, win three games, and it is entirely possible for one of, although my contention is not Los Angeles. Like, I think Los Angeles is going to find a way to pick up a point. Um, one of Nashville or Dallas stumbling and stubbing their toe and falling down and missing the playoffs because of some catastrophe that happens over the course of the end of the regular season. So there is a path. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. We've also got one-timers. Uh, and as I mentioned, in just about 20 minutes or so, we will release the name of our end-of-season jersey giveaway winner, courtesy of the Oyo Hotel and Casino. But right now, Chris Chapman... 
We're going to do everyone's favorite segment on the VGK Insider Show. At least I think it's everyone's favorite segment on the VGK Insider Show. It's the official game rating brought to you by Nova Home Loans, the best combination of service rates and fees. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. Chris Chapman, uh, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see where you're going to go here. Um, what is your game rating for last night's 5-4 shootout loss to the San Jose Sharks? Well, we've abandoned the process here, so it's, it's very clearly a, it's a boomer bust type of thing. Okay. And I don't know if I've ever gone from a uh, Carolina Reaper to a Bell Pepper in two and a half minutes, but that's what we're doing here. Uh, you had one job, and that was beat the terrible San Jose Sharks. You failed to do that job. In fact, you gave up two goals in two and a half minutes to the terrible San Jose Sharks. One of them came literally in the final second of the game to the guy who said on Saturday night uh-huh. that their whole season yeah. rested on beating the Golden Knights in that game 24 hours later. And then you, you factor in the overtime. And, you know, you and I had, had an interesting discussion in the break, and I, I want to get your, you know, I, I thought maybe you should share that with sure. the listeners because it, it was a really in-depth, and I thought it was a really good take on whether or not you would have rather have seen a penalty shot from William Carlson in the overtime or if you would have preferred, just not that you have that option, but if, if you know, from a hypothetical standpoint. But, I mean, they, they, they didn't play terrible. They didn't play great. I thought they played good enough to win. Unfortunately, they didn't win. So, I mean, it, it, it's a mu- it was a must-win game. The, the frustrating thing for me out of all of this is at multiple times in the season, this team has controlled their own destiny. And in that following game, when they are in the position to control their own destiny, they, 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 don't, they don't get the W. They, they, they give it right back to the team that they were chasing. Last night was a perfect example of that. Look, Dallas has not been great. They 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 went over three on the road trip that the Golden Knights just took about two weeks ago. Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. They were down two to nothing to the Kraken on Saturday night. It was right there. It literally was right there. And now you have to win out, and you need help. It's that's the frustrating part, and I think. When you factor in the, the, the blown two goals in the, the final few minutes there, the fact that Mark Stone missed an open net, they didn't do much on the power play. They went 0 for 3 in the shootout. I, I, I mean, it's just, it just doesn't seem like it's their, their time. I mean, a perfect case would be I watched the Kings and the Ducks the other night, mm-hmm. and Jonathan Quick had one of the worst goalie gaffes of the season. What does L.A. do? They don't sulk. They don't let it bring them down. They just turn it up, and they, they crush the Ducks the rest of the game. I, I mean, I, I guess that's what's missing from, from, from this for Vegas. Rather than take the opportunity to, to, to rally around a mistake or rally around something bad that happened, it just snowballs. And last night was, was a good example of that. So let me ask you a question. Just kind of using the verbiage that you're using, where was the sulking and where was the mistake? Well, there wasn't there wasn't any sulking, yeah. but they didn't rally and and turn a bad thing into a good thing. I thought what? the well the mistake, I, I mean clearly missing an empty net is 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 the mistake. 
So, um, so I, forty, you have forty seconds to atone for that. Yeah, like yeah. The LA Kings had forty-five minutes to atone for Jonathan. Quick yeah, but the but puck. the Golden Knights were also in a position where they held a four-three lead even after missing the net. And no, like I agree with you. I'm just saying that that the two situations in this context are not the same. No, no, but it's it's rallying around that that mistake, and and instead of closing out the game. It, it comes back to bite the Golden Knights in the butt. That that first of all, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it was it Stone who made the the, the play along the blue line that he, he chipped it to center ice and it ended up on the stick of Nick Bonino and he ends up scoring the the third goal of the night for for San Jose. Do I have that 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 sequence correct? There were a lot of sequences, Chapman. Like I I can't give you 100% accuracy as to whether or not. That was the case. The, the, the biggest issue that I have with the fact that that game was tied up is the Golden Knights had an opportunity to get to clear. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. You have to clear the zone. And, and to, to, for me, like the, the main issue that I took with last night's game, and I'll get into my game rating here in a minute, is that the Golden Knights on breakouts were not where they needed to be, and it was all night long. Now, in the second period, there were long stretches where the Golden Knights were in the offensive zone, not allowing San Jose to break out. They were all over the Sharks with their forecheck. I think the second period was maybe one of the more dominant periods we've seen from the Golden Knights in terms of sustained zone time and really not allowing their opponent any openings whatsoever. Now, that didn't necessarily correlate to the Golden to suddenly break out of their own zone. They just never had the puck in their own zone because San Jose could not break out to save their life. Now, in the third period, some of the same issues that the Golden Knights had breaking out started to materialize in those key moments. And I'm sorry, if you have an opportunity to clear the zone and Brent Burns is the guy holding the blue line and there's three seconds left, that puck needs to get behind Brent Burns. Like, we're not talking about a guy that, you know, it, it, it is, is accustomed to in those moments really making that strong play like he's got great offensive defenseman he's got great skill but how many times have we seen brent burns struggle with the puck in vegas at the blue line that yeah. had to be an automatic out of the zone it wasn't an automatic out of the zone and then it got scrambly from there and and it was a great play from brent burns i think he intentionally shot that wide understanding that timo meyer was going to be off to the side of the net and then from there it's it's collapsing down down low and and for the golden knights they that is an area of, of focus, and that's an area that's going to have to be cleaned up over the next three games, and if they get to the playoffs, cleaned up there too because you cannot allow Timo Meyer. I get it's a six-on-five, I do, but you can't allow Timo Meyer a clear shot at that puck with less than a second left. It just cannot happen. Yeah, but on that, I, and, and I know exactly what you're talking about on that particular play because I, I, I saw some people on social media say Brandon McNabb didn't do a good enough job of, of getting that puck out of the zone. He was laying on his stomach. So, I mean, to, to be fair, I'm, I'm sure it's not exactly the easiest thing in the world for him to do to clear that puck out of the zone. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. They needed to get the puck out of the zone. I mean, three seconds ago, you, you, you can't let Brent Burns have that, that. First of all, he had a ton of space. And, and you, you can't allow him to, to shoot that puck. And, yeah, I agree with you. I think he intentionally put it wide. I mean, yeah, great play by him, and, and I thought, you know, it, it was a situation where I had to clear it out of the zone. All they needed was one clear, and, and they win the game, but it, it, it just wasn't in the cards, and, and unfortunately, this team has not found a way to, to, to flip the script in situations like that, and, and it's going to come back to bite them, I think. 
So my game rating is a bell pepper. Um, again, you, you throw the process out the window. It's, it's win or loss. It's one or five. It's, it's a one in this situation. I, I'm not going to give an extra point or, or bump it up to a jalapeno or anything like that because you get a point out of the game. It's, it's a situation where the Golden Knights needed to. And, you know, I, I'll entertain the, the question that you had in the break. And, and you were wondering aloud about the penalty in overtime on Brent Burns to William Carlson. Um, and you were arguing or asking why that wasn't a penalty shot. Well, it's, it's not a penalty shot because even though the foul happened with William Carlson on a breakaway, he still got a scoring chance. He still got a shot on goal. It's still a situation where he was not denied his initial scoring chance, so therefore it is a power play. But what was your question to me about what I would have rather had in that situation? Yeah, in a hypothetical world, if, if, if it was a penalty shot, if William Carlson doesn't get that shot off, and then again, a hypothetical world, the, the, the team has the option to maybe go on the power play or take the penalty shot. What would you have done in that situation? So for me, I would have taken the penalty shot. Um, I would have taken the penalty shot as opposed to a minute and a half of four on three. I, I just think that there's so few opportunities throughout the year for a power play to work a four on three. And maybe there's a lot of space out there. Maybe you, you statistically look at it and say there's a lot of goals that are scored in this situation. Um, for a Golden Knights team that has been hit or miss with their power play, that is, has needed the power play to come through in big moments, and it, it, it largely hasn't this year, I think I take my chances with William Carlson against the San Jose Sharks winning a game in dramatic fashion with a penalty shot. And then a minute and a half of Shea Theodore at three-on-three than I do of, of having a loss, a potential loss, hang or rest at the feet of a power play that could not get it done in overtime. Yeah, and I, I, I thought that was a really interesting take because I, I yeah, I, I was not sure why, what the specific rules are in regards to a penalty shot in that situation. Um, so so that, that would explain why I asked that. But yeah, I, I thought the take is really interesting because I like the idea of giving Shea Theater a lot more space and, I, I, you know, it, it, it's tough at times to watch this team's power play. And, and I thought that four and three, I know, I know they generated a few opportunities, but nothing that really made you think, wow, they're going to put the puck in the net. I mean, it so, only would have taken one, one play, but still, it, 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 I, I thought your take was interesting, and I like the, the thinking behind it. So that'll wrap up the official game ratings brought to you by Nova Home Loans, the best combination of service rates and fees. And, you know, Chapman, obviously we've talked a little bit about what that game last night means for the Golden Knights' playoff aspiration. So let's get right down to it. It's our power play to the playoffs. The BGK Insiders Power Play to the Playoffs here on Fox Sports Las Vegas is being brought to you by the iconic Sahara Las Vegas. So the power play to the playoffs. We've got a couple... Probably one more to do after this this week. Obviously, the Golden Knights will play tomorrow, Tuesday, against the Dallas Stars. They've got Wednesday against the Chicago Blackhawks. And then they will finish off the year on Friday against the St. Louis Blues. 
So let's give a clear picture of what has to happen for the Golden Knights to make the playoffs, okay? This is what has to happen for the Golden Knights to make the playoffs. Great tweet sent out last night from Sinbin.Vegas as they have all the different scenarios for the remaining teams. In order for the Golden Knights to make the playoffs, they will need to go 3-0-0. They've got to win out the rest of the year. That includes Dallas, and it includes Dallas. The argument is in regulation. They have to beat the Dallas Stars in regulation. Now, they will need one of the three things to happen because there are three paths, so to speak, for the Vegas Golden Knights to make the playoffs, and that is to either pass Nashville or Los Angeles or Dallas. You don't need all three of these scenarios to come true. You don't need all three of these scenarios to happen. You need just one on top of the Golden Knights winning out. You will need the Nashville Predators to go 0-2-1, for 95 points or less. You will need Los Angeles to go 0-2 in their final two games. They cannot pick up a loser point. If they do, then they're in, and that is not a path for the Golden Knights to make the playoffs. Then you need Dallas to go essentially 1-1-1. You need them to split all three of their remaining games. That'll give them 96 points or less, and the Golden Knights would own the tiebreaker, assuming that the Golden Knights win out in regulation the rest of the way so that is the clearest idea clearest picture that i have seen and and thank you again to sinbin.vegas for for doing kind of the legwork on those types of scenarios for the vegas golden knights it is not impossible you we can debate how probable it is but it is not impossible now let's start with the golden knights chapman your belief that vegas can win out You've got Dallas, Chicago back-to-back with Logan Thompson likely starting both depending on how it goes against Dallas. And then you finish off the year against the St. Louis Blues. Now, the, the interesting thing with St. Louis is that they are neck and neck right now with the Minnesota Wild. 109 points for both clubs, though Minnesota has a game in hand. If it is possible for the St. Louis Blues to get home ice advantage in the first round of their playoff series against the Minnesota Wild, you might be in a scenario, final game of the year, where the Blues legitimately have something to play for. So you have to factor that in if you're looking at it objectively. Your confidence level in the Golden Knights going 3-0. I have relatively no confidence in them going 3-0, and Oh, Ryan. my gosh. Come on, man. I, put, I, put some percentage I, well, on it. What well, are you doing Well, here? the percentage of them going 3-0? Uh-huh. I'd say maybe 15%, and I'll tell you why. The last two weeks, this team has had must-win games for essentially the final two weeks of the regular season. In those six games, they are 2-2-2. I I mean, just the percentages tell me that even if they play at the same level they've played for the last two weeks, okay. they go 1-1-1 one, one, and one in this stretch. I'm finally picking up the negativity Darren Millard was talking about. Well, I mean, I mean, look, the, here's the, the the reality is this team has been, if anything, I'm, in, I'm, inconsistent the entire season. Just joking, Chapman. I, I know, but you and you could put that on anything you want. You could say injuries, you could say guys coming in, whatever. Yep. The inconsistency is the one thing that this team has been the, the, the only <laughs> the only thing that they've been good at all season is being inconsistent. Okay. So I, I just am, am not, look, you, you, you lost to the Devils, who are awful. You lost to the Sharks, who are awful. You've played two games against the Blackhawks. You lost one of them, and you entered the third period down 
three to nothing. Yeah, that team has nothing to play for. All right, so maybe you blow them out. Dallas has everything in the world to play for tomorrow, and they know all they need to do is get it to overtime, and they're in really good shape because they have Anaheim and Arizona in their last two games. I don't see a, I don't see a path with Nashville, and I don't see a path with Los Angeles. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's go with Nashville here real quick because uh, essentially with Nashville, they're, they're, you, you can only afford for the Predators to pick up a point. Right, you cannot afford for Nashville to pick up more or less two points. Right. So that being said, you got Calgary, Colorado, Arizona. Calgary you, has you nothing. Calgary has nothing to play for. Okay. Who, who, Colorado, they have nothing to play for, and they haven't been playing very good lately. They have not. And Arizona is is the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. That team. That team is done. They they've lost ten straight. They've packed oh. it in. They want oh. their season over. Okay, let's let's look at the Los Angeles Kings. They've got two games remaining, Seattle, Vancouver. Seattle will play hard, but okay. the Kings only need one point. Sure. Vancouver season's over. Nothing to play for. So we fall on the Dallas Stars. Now, obviously, if the Golden Knights win out, we are clocking a victory in regulation for Vegas against Dallas tomorrow. The, the Stars will play Vegas. Then it's a back-to-back for them against Arizona on Wednesday, and they finish up with Anaheim. I think Dallas can get three at, at a minimum. They'll get three points in those last two games. So if they get all they need is a point tomorrow night and, and they're good. Well, if they get three points out of those final two, they're games, good. Then it, yeah. It doesn't well, matter. Right. Well, no, if they get three points, then they're, they're at 96 points. Yeah. But I'm assuming they get a point tomorrow. Well, no, no, no. They're, they're we're operating under the assumption. So you don't think that Vegas is going to be able to beat Dallas tomorrow. I, I think they lose is that tomorrow. What you're distilling. It I, down I, to? I, I don't think they win in regulation tomorrow. No. I think they, they may get it to overtime, but I don't think they win in regulation. And that's the big, the big thing with this in the Golden Knights push, right? Like, they have to win in regulation. Like, you have to dispatch Dallas, Chicago, and St. Louis, and you've got to do it in regulation in order to keep kind of those tiebreakers that you're going to need should you get to 96 points because that is where the Golden Knights can top out right now. You've got 90 points, three games remaining. 96 is the number that the Golden Knights are operating with that's their margin for error so to speak and so the dallas stars they're looking for four points you got the national predators they're looking for two possibly three depending on tiebreakers and the la kings they're at 96 right now you're looking at just one point for the los angeles kings if they get it then la is bookmarking their entry into the stanley cup playoffs so i mean it's a very clear picture it is not it is not statistically eliminated for the Vegas Golden Knights. There are still avenues for Vegas to win out. But instead of it being Vegas wins out, they're in, you have to win out, and then you need X, Y, or Z to happen. And, and I think that that's where we'll kind of keep an eye on this over the next couple of days, obviously with Golden Knights in their two games. And we'll see where everything stands in our final power play to the playoffs, that's going to be coming down on Thursday on the program. Go ahead and hit the outro music, Chapman, but do not go to break because when we are on the other side of it, we're going to be giving away a jersey. That was the BGK Insiders Power Play to the Playoffs, brought to you by the iconic Sahara Las Vegas, here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. All right, so it is time now to announce the winner for our end-of-season jersey giveaway. As we mentioned, all throughout 
the regular season on Mondays. We've been broadcasting here the Insider Show from 4 to 6 p.m. live from the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We've been qualifying winners all season long, and it all leads to this moment in which we give away a beautiful Vegas Golden Knights gold jersey. I'm really excited for this one. We had a number of entries. It was a randomized drawing. My promotions director emailed me the name of the winner, and right now, Frank Tuminello has won the VGK gold jersey, courtesy of the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. It is a great place, a phenomenal place to come hang out, enjoy some, some food, some drinks, Free parking as you get to T-Mobile Arena. Really anything that you could ever want here, you can find at the Underground Lounge. Congratulations to Frank Tuminello for winning the end-of-season jersey giveaway. You are now the proud owner of a gold Vegas Golden Knights jersey. Congratulations to Frank Tuminello and honestly everybody that came down and supported us here at the Underground Lounge. And interacted with us throughout the rest throughout the regular season it has always been incredibly awesome to hang out meet the listeners and i'm glad that we were able to do this and finish this contest out in great fashion we are back on the other side of the break with one timers next on the vgk insider show maybe a two-on-one petrangelo gets it he shoots he scores it's time for one timers one timers short-handed goal alex petrangelo quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the vgk insiders show one timers brought to you by paul powell more lawyers less fee our look around the nhl news and notes quick hitting stories as I've mentioned a couple of times in the absence of Darren Millard, who was with us for the beginning, the first hour, hour number one of the VGK Insider Show today. So progressing or making progress, progress, one of the two, um, toward getting back here full time. Now, a couple of notes over the next couple of days before we get into the league news in general. The Golden Knights will play against the Dallas Stars tomorrow. That's a 5.30 puck drop. So we'll be on the air for the VGK Insider Show from 4 to 4.30 425 more specifically and then I will as I am often doing throughout the season going to preempt myself to bring you the pregame show starting at 430 it'll be the same on Wednesday so the next two days VGK Insider Show just a 30 minute show Tuesday and Wednesday and then the final game of the regular season on Friday against St. Louis Blues will follow the same format so the next full two-hour VGK Insider Show will be on Thursday in which we will conclude the power play to the playoffs. So now that we got that bit of housekeeping done, let's get into the one-timers. Once again, brought to you by Paul Powell. More lawyers, less fee. Ryan Getzloff played his final NHL game last night for the Anaheim Ducks. And if this isn't like the most fitting way to end your career, I don't know what is. Anaheim lost, so there's that. But Ryan Getzlaff picked off one phenomenal assist it was a behind-the-back, backhand, beautiful no-look pass to Adam Henrique, who scores the goal. It's 1,019 points for Ryan Getzlaff in his career. Like Chapman, is there a more fitting end to a career than the game Ryan Getzlaff had the other night? No, no. I mean, look, I mean, he he will go down as the greatest Anaheim Duck of all time. I, I'm sorry, Timu Solani. 
Oh, you think so? I, I well, yeah. I, I think the longevity, the the amount of time he spent within the organization. Look, he obviously won it, won a cup there. He's been their I, captain for for many many years. I don't know if I agree with that. What 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 was the statement again? The greatest duck. The great as of now. Okay. He will go down as the not to say that that Zegris or someone else can't can't surpass him, but. So right now you're saying that he is the greatest Anaheim Duck ever. Yes. I think I think longevity means something. And I think the fact that Ryan Getzlaff has been there for, what, 16, a, a long time. I, I, I don't know exactly how many years he's Oof. been there, but but he's been there a long time. Chapman. Yes. How, how many years? Let me just ask you this question. How many seasons? And do not look this up, Chapman. Get your hands off nope. of the keyboard right my, now. My, they're on the mic. Where I can see them. Okay. okay, they're on the mic. How many <laughs> longevity? How many seasons did Timu Solani spend with either the the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim or the Anaheim Ducks? I would say twelve. Fifteen, Chapman. Okay. He played nine hundred and sixty-six games for Anaheim and nine hundred and eighty-eight points, four hundred and fifty-seven goals. Like. As good as Ryan Getzlaff is, as good as he was, he was a complimentary piece for the Ducks when they won their their Stanley Cup. Timu Solani was a driving force for that team when they won their Stanley Cup. And, like, I would even make the argument that if you want to get, like, super technical about it, it's probably Scott Niedermeyer because without Scott Niedermeyer, you do not win that Stanley Cup. But... I don't know that I'm putting Ryan Getzlaff ahead of Timu Solani. That's that's my argument. Well, he played his entire career with Anaheim, right? He eh, he he, he was on the team. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking like what, 15, 16 years? He was a member of that team. Uh, he he's what their all time is he their leader all time in points assists? I would imagine games I'll, played I'll look, as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Give me a minute. Keep talking. Give I I, I I think that those things are matter. I mean, yeah, maybe. And, and yeah, there's probably a little recency bias as well. Uh, there's a hundred percent recency bias. But I, I, I'd be interested to, to see where where Duck fans fall on that. Whether look, Solani was was obviously a, a very very good player, an elite player. Um, you know, I I just think when you factor in a guy who plays his entire career in one city, a guy who helps a team win a Stanley Cup, regardless of how old he is at the time, a guy who retires as I, I'm pretty sure he's their all-time leader in points. Okay, all right. Here it is. All-time goals leader, Timu Solani. All-time points leader, yes, it is Ryan Getzlaff. Most goals in a season, Timu Solani. Most points in a season, Timu Solani. Okay. And, and, and I, I mean, how, how many, though? Like, like I mean, is Getzlaff in the ballpark as far as the season, the, 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 his highest point season? No. How many points did Solani have in that, that year? 109. All right, I'll have to look up what gets left. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. You okay. keep doing your thing, buddy. No, I this mean... Is, this is what you always wanted with the show, to like <laughs> be able to talk. Ryan Getzlaff's best season... 87. 91. 91. Yeah. 0809. Yeah. All right, so he's 18 points behind, but obviously not a, a elite goal scorer in the way Solani was. No, no, he's got 282 goals. But when, when you retire as the all-time points leader for a franchise, I think that has to count for something. I mean, I guess, man. I, I don't know. Like, I think he's the, the longest 
longest serving duck certainly 17 years like congratulations but like the well thing done, is like like there's guys who who are compilers point, i don't think getzlaff was a compiler i mean getzlaff was a good player ryan getzlaff was a, was an assist machine yeah but he's a he's not a compiler he's not a guy but who like, sticks around and, and but just like my point my, my point is like team Mussolini was a driver and like i'm not saying that ryan getzlaff wasn't a driver I, I i love the player i do i think he's a great player i do not put him above team Mussolini in importance to the anaheim ducks organization i just don't Again, it, if you do not have Timu Solani on your team, you do not win that Stanley Cup. Ryan Getzloff was not a major driving force for the Anaheim Ducks when they won that year. He just wasn't. He was a complimentary piece. You you could make that argument for a lot of teams, though. If they don't have such and such a player, they don't win the Stanley Cup. But, but he... Okay. I mean, like, if, if if the Lightning don't have but, if but, the Lightning okay, don't have Andre Vasilevsky, do they win the Stanley Cup? But like, I don't I don't even know that like there were there were long stretches of time where Ryan Getzlaff was the best duck on the ice. Maybe like, maybe Corey, but, Corey, like at their at the at the at their peak power, Corey Perry was a better player, more productive player than Ryan Getzlaff. I I just think you you factor in the longtime captaincy. Uh -huh. The all-time points leader, all-time. So the C on the jersey. I think the all. He, he, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing so if, he's, if, he's played so almost 1,200 games for them. I mean, 1157. Tino so, was just under a thousand. Like, well, we're talking 200 games, though. Yeah, but like you, you, you viewed Solani's career with Anaheim as like 12 seasons. It's 15. Uh, okay, 15. I, I, I was off by a by a couple of time in that organization, helping them win. I, 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 I envisioned his mention, stay in, in Winnipeg mention, a little longer than it was. Not to mention, Timo Solani wanted to go to Anaheim. Like you can't really understate how important that is for free agents at the time for for Solani to want to go to a team that was an expansion team and was not very productive and not very good, all of a sudden, Team Muslani made it cool to be an Anaheim Duck. Well, I, I, I think their their Disney entrance, their inaugural game made it cool to want to be an Anaheim Duck. Yeah, you and I are viewing that very differently. <laughs> Same thing with Anaheim Duck fans. Anyway, let's let's shift gears. Maybe one of the more have, embarrassing moments I, in Duck no, history. <laughs> I want to I want to have a similar conversation about one of the NHL's three stars of the week. Uh, Steven Stamkos, Kevin Fiala, Jonathan Quick named the NHL's three stars of the week. Stamkos, listen to this number: thirteen points in four games. I guess it's easy to <laughs> compile points when you're playing against a Florida Panthers team that does not play defense at all. Um, like, are, is is Steven Stamkos, and, and this is going to be interesting given your, your take on Ryan Getzlaff, is Steven Stamkos the best Tampa Bay Lightning to ever lace him up? That's tough. Oh, what? No, no, I, I because I, I, I really think that Victor Hedman is, is so, it, it's crazy to say that we underrate Victor Hedman, but he's just so good. I don't think we underrate Victor Hedman. I think we underrate Steven Stamkos. I think that's fair, too. I mean, look, the the, the, the difference, I think, is that Tampa Bay Lightning team, they huh? have so many good players in so many different places, like Kucherov. I, I mean, he, he's phenomenal. Obviously, Vasilevsky, best goalie in the world. Yep. I, I Victor Hedman, who who I, I think is probably one of the still the top two or three defensemen in the world. Okay. I, I I, you know what's funny? I, I, I think that they, they, they have a run in them. 
Okay, that's not the question. No, no, I know. The is, question is, 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 is Stamkos is Stamkos the best Tampa Bay Lightning player to ever I'm, lace him up? I'm going to say yes. Got, yes, he is. He's got a 60-goal season, right? A 60-goal season, 476 goals. Like, Steven Stamkos is not done by a long shot. He's going to score 600 goals. He's going to be the captain that won multiple cups with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, I think there's room for the argument to be made for Victor Hedman. I think that there's going to need to be some more dominating seasons and probably a couple more Norris trophies before we get there. And, like, I yeah. get it. Steven Stamkos hasn't won a heart. I, I, I'm like, he, he lived, he existed in the era era of Alex Ovechkin and, and Sidney Crosby. Crosby. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, the era of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and everyone losing their mind about what the actual heart trophy is. Um, but, like, I think we underrate just how good Steven Stamkos has been. And the journey from 18-year-old kid trying to figure it out, being tasked as the next savior for this organization to a multiple Stanley Cup winner, a captain that is a leader of men, and one of the purest goal scorers in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, two-time, two-time Rocket Richard winner, so certainly that, that should not be overlooked. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I, I think there, there's a couple guys on this generation of Tampa Bay Lightning who can make the argument, but... I'm here for Stamkos. I'm 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 totally fine with that with that with that statement. I don't have well, I, I, mean, I I can't argue it, against it. That's the thing. It would have made no sense if you were going to sit here and tell me that like Martin St. Louis was the most the best Tampa Bay Lightning player over Steven Stamkos when you just went to bat for no no Ryan well Getzlaff well no I, and I I think like that well that he's also made my brain explode. Here's the other thing. Stamkos has two cups, right? St. Louis only won one. I think I think well, that that yeah, that's I, important too. You, you can't overlook that. And and I will say this: the jolt that he what? gave the what when when never mind. Go on. No, no. He he's got two so cups confused. to St. Louis one, right? Yeah. So yeah, so like, that that factors in to to the the argument. Oh, so of, like if if Timu would have won two Stanley Cups, he'd have been ahead of Ryan Getzlaff. I don't. I I think that goes into the the equation. Yeah, I think you have to put that in the equation. But with Stamkos having the two, and, and I, I will never forget, right? He, he played like three minutes in the Stanley. Was it in the final two years ago when he scored the one goal? Yeah. And, and it shift, just... One goal. Yeah. Like, yep. it, it, it's, it's the stuff of legends. Okay. Um, I'm going to finish up on this because, as we <laughs> mentioned, Kevin Fiala, 11 points in four games, uh, one of the NHL three stars. Jonathan Quick. Uh Three and zero in his last three starts, a nine forty save percentage and a one point three three goals against average. I don't think that I'm really pushing an agenda here. Jonathan Quick is the reason that the LA Kings are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, he's good. He he's he's found it again. You know, like he he's playing like a guy who who is on a mission. Um, I, I can remember not too long ago, and maybe a year or two ago, there were discussions. Maybe they would trade him. Uh, you know, maybe they liked what they had in the system, but he's found the fountain of youth. He's playing extremely well. And the, and the thing is, like, I know people could say, oh, well, they, have, they didn't play great teams. That doesn't matter. They're still must-win. They were must-win games for the Kings. And Jonathan Quick showed up, and, and he was a big reason why they won those games. I think they've won four games in a row. Um, so, so he's obviously a big factor in three of those four games that you mentioned. So... Yeah, I mean, it's great for him. It's bad for, for fans in Vegas that Jonathan Quick is playing so well. But for for Kings fans, they've got to be loving what they've seen out of Jonathan Quick the last week or so. All right, we're wrapping it up. But but 
I'm going to give you one more opportunity. Yes. You're still putting Ryan Getzlaff I'm, over. I'm, I'm sticking with Getzlaff, yes. Team Usulani. I'm sticking with the captain. Oh, boy. All right. There's no coming back for you. <laughs> uh, that was one-timers brought to you by Paul Powell. More lawyers, less fee for today, Monday, April 25th. We're back to wrap it up next. Catching up with Chapman right here on the VGK Insider Show. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. You know, last week uh, we lost Mike Bossy, and then on Friday we lost Guy LaFleur, and I don't know, obviously I wasn't here on Friday, so I don't know if you touched on it, but uh, Guy LaFleur, one of the all-time greats in the NHL over the course of history, prolific goal scorer in his time, Many, many championships with the Montreal Canadiens, and I bring that up because my uncle, when I, when I was young, was a big New York Rangers fan, and I remember him taking me to the Garden to go see the Rangers, and Guy Lafleur was on the Rangers, and the one thing that I will always remember is every time he touched the puck, the fans yeah. would shout out, Guy, every time he touched it. And, and you know, it's funny. Like, you, you look, and I guess when you're little, you don't think about these types of things, but... I thought he played for the Rangers a lot more than one season, but only one season with the New York Rangers. But it's one of those things that I remember. I remember being young and going to the garden with my uncle and seeing the Rangers and Guy Lafleur being on the ice with that team. And, uh, you know, he was he was up in age at the time. He had already played a, a, a ton of seasons in the league, but still having the opportunity to see him play is one of those things that I remember. Never got to see Gretzky, never got to see Lemieux. I did get to see Guy Lafleur, so that's one of those cool things that as a kid I'll, I'll always remember now as an adult. So uh, rest in peace to Guy Lafleur, one of the all-time great hockey players in, in, in NHL history. Yeah, I'm right there with you in that I never got to see him play. Um, everything I know about Guy was from or is from highlights, right? And, and just kind of, uh, you know, you recognize that. as It's kind of similar with Mike Bossy, but, but also with Guy because he was so – much a showman on the ice that uh, you kind of you kind of wish that, that maybe there were opportunities or, or ways that you could have seen those players competing live in their prime. But uh, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, rest in peace to, to Guy Lafleur, also to Mike Bossy, as as we've kind of been hit hard over the last couple of weeks in the hockey world. But for the Golden Knights, it's an opportunity, Chapman, to win out. It's in front of them. They've got to beat the Dallas Stars in regulation tomorrow. We expect Logan Thompson will go, as we mentioned earlier today. Robin Leonard out for the rest of the season after well, with having surgery, upper body. So we'll be with you tomorrow. BGK Insider Show, just 30 minutes, and it'll make way for the pregame show.